I was singing yesterday, so I had to press the button then. Oh, and the okay? button's been, pre- been continued to have been pressed? Does yeah. the battery run out? Oh, well, I, when I came back from um, overseas, I saw that you hadn't turned off the sound at all on our <gasps> television the whole time. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly fine. How much power is that really taking up? None. Yeah. Literally. Especially, I mean, well, some. But, but, <laughs> but like, it doesn't it use more power when sound comes out of it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But it's That's fine. fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, it's so annoying. How come we have like to like there's a like the sound's just like becoming out of the TV. I shouldn't have to push all these buttons. Yeah, well the reason it sounds so good is because we have that receiver and a separate speakers coming out. Of I know, that. but it's also so frustrating because the remote control doesn't work to it's turn old. it on. I have to like walk up to, but it works to turn the volume up, but just not to turn the actual volume on. I know, yes. It's disgusting. <laughs> Guys, we live in a shack. Our lives we are We do not terrible. live in a shack. It's like we're and living if- in like you know, the sticks of Russia, just with no running water. I feel like if people heard us complain about this, and by us, I mean you, <laughs> they would uh, not like it. They would think we were spoiled little brats. And I don't think Which about we, that. We're brats. I don't think of myself as a brat. Because I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a Carol Channing doll and a violin. <laughs> everybody welcome back to another two gay mats podcast yes the first in two weeks can you believe it is your loyal host matt Steele, uh, and I mean, your <laughs> other host who left us for how many days 10, 10 days? days 10 days which i is mean why we didn't have a podcast which is why we didn't have a video okay it's my fault we didn't have a video <laughs> i was gonna say i've certainly recorded the two gay mats video without you here so and i was going to uh-huh. the day after the oscars yes but Day after the Oscars, I was a little under the weather and sick. <laughs> oh. And I'm also not good. Matt Palmer can attest to this. I'm not good at leading a conversation <laughs> just myself. I think you could do it. Because I, I ramble. Just... I, I need a script. I need a script. I can't just like improvise and have it be concise. And because it's just like. That's not your strongest suit. But no. I believe you need to give yourself more credit in that arena. I think you could do it. And worst case scenario with the video, you would have been able to edit it. So it's not like. Of course. There would yeah, be but nothing like, to do. I wasn't feeling well and that <laughs> editing would have just been so stressful. It would have been a lot. And then the next day I was feeling a lot better because it was just like an allergy thing that I was having because okay. the weather here has been up and down. Really? Uh, yes. And so the next day I was like, oh, well, I can do a video now, but like it's now two days after the Oscars. I mean, it would have been mm. fine. I feel like, yes, I feel like it would have been a difficult moment, but I feel like people would have liked a video of you talking about the Oscars a yeah. week, a, a day I, afterwards. I, so I will say I, it was me who dropped the ball on yeah, the Oscar so video. So I cannot so be blamed. It, my fault. Matt Palmer cannot be blamed, but you can be blamed about there not being a podcast. That's true. That was me. Well, I mean, again, I had to go for work. It's not like I was just flitting off for no reason. How was London? London was nice. It was a little chilly in London, but I got to see the British Museum several times. Uh, It's just a cool place to be. I've always been a bit of an Anglophile. You know, I grew up listening to British pop music, as you know. Craig David. A what file? Uh, Anglophile. Anglophile. Yeah, that's like a British, someone who loves British things, I think. I've never heard that word. Have you not? I'm looking it up just because now you're making me worried it's not right, but I'm pretty sure it is. What about British musicals? Like, does that make me an Anglophile? Because I really, in 2019, I got really back into British musicals. Oh, well, yes, Anglophile. A person who is fond of or greatly admires England or Britain. 
Cool. Yeah. So I grew up in that way, and you have your Anglophile musical moments. Sure. And so I felt like it was appropriate for me to be listening to like the Jamelias and the Sugar Babes as I was like walking around on my free day. It was very fun. <laughs> on, your, on your free my I, one day, I'm gonna plan this day to listen to the Sugar Babes. <laughs> Look, I had Jamelia. I had to go into work all the other days, and so I only had one day before I was flying into Dublin. I saw my friend Alessia, who was lovely. And it was just a good. It was a good trip, but I will say, by the end of it, I was very ready to come home. And also, Dublin was like unseasonably cold it was so cold and so windy and also humid and it's just like this is a combination that leads for me to spend most of my time in my hotel room (laughs) in Dublin so I it just that part was you know whatever but London was truly lovely I had many breakfasts Mm -hmm. because I uh, you know English breakfast that's the thing and Mm -hmm. uh I was I never got on the right sleep schedule there I just was completely good for you up at 4 a.m every day don't succumb to it (laughs) just um but I'm doing pretty well here I mean I'm getting I'm going to bed a little early now like I went to bed last night at like 10 30 yeah which is fine that's That's like what normal boring adults do Right. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm not a uh, boring adult, but. And and if you're one of those people, sorry, but like. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Because so the cool kids stay up till one. That is weirdly your barometer for cool is like how late you stay up. <laughs> that feels all the, about the thing like. Is it's just like you stay up late doing nothing. Like, I know, just you're like, like. I'm being so cool I'm right being now. so cool right now. I'm staying up late. And then like you go to bed and you're just like, why did I stay up so late? No, but hey. You're going to wake up feeling miserable. You got to be you. I you got to be me. How was your week? My week was. Was very lonely without you. It was oh, a very eventful week. A yes. lot happened. Um, people in Iowa don't know how to use apps. Ooh, I saw um, that. Um, the Oscars happened, which I'm sure we'll talk about. In well, no, you, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit, but let's get Matt Steele's take on the Oscars. I didn't watch them because I was overseas. Okay. But, and also, you know, I'm not a movie head, but please, I was very happy about Parasite Wedding, but otherwise, I have no real opinion. So, Matt Steele, please take the floor, take the stage. Yes, because I did not give you a two game Matt's video. I know, tell um, the people. The Oscars were really solid this year. And as I told you guys, I could not watch the Oscars live because I had to go to an event um, earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So I had my friend Lauren DVR for me. Also, my shout out to my friend Nate, who let me use his YouTube TV password. Oh, OK. Um, that way I could record the e-red carpets on the YouTube and watch that online okay. as I was watching the red carpets on Lauren's DVR, <laughs> the, red, the ABC red carpets okay. on Lauren's So I was watching the two red carpets at the same time, which I do every year anyway. OK. Um, so and you were doing this after your event so you after like, the event so what so like, time was it now oh like watching? around like 9 30 okay. i got to my friend lauren's mom's condo <laughs> <laughs> Love. um and because she's the one with the dvr yep. and so on i was watching the e-red carpets on uh my friend nate's youtube tv mm-hmm. um and i uh was the abc, watching red, the carpets. ABC red carpets on tv and i was going back and forth between which volume to turn up which who, volume to turn down who was your favorite outfit oh the, the outfitts were pretty solid uh, renee's looked beautiful mm, that dress was lovely. great. I've seen pics. Um, I don't know. I have to think about this more. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think everyone was pretty solid. There were no like disasters, I would say. Okay. Um, uh, so then, of course, you know, the actual Oscar ceremony, Lauren came um, and spent the night in her mom's condo, so we got to watch them together. Oh, that's nice. And it was really fun just watching the Oscars with one other person, know. you know. Um, and the thing is, she had already watched the ceremony. Wow. And she went to like what some a bar to watch it. I know. But she was at a bar doing it, so she couldn't really hear everything. Mm, so she I went get to, that. And she, I had never watched the Oscars with her, so she wanted to see how I am watching the Oscars. And I'm like, Lauren, it's really not interesting. It's me just staring at the I was going to say, I assume it's like, very quiet. It's very, very quiet. <laughs> 
quiet. And also, like, her parents were sleeping in the other room, right. so I couldn't scream, you know, when, when Parasite <laughs> won all those awards. Um, but yeah, it was a very solid ceremony. Uh, the shocks in Best Director and Best Picture were just wonderful. Did... Um Bong, did he win for best director? He won as well? for best director. Oh, and the that. thing is, is I was always kind of like, there is a a way, like there is a pathway for Parasite to win best picture. It yeah. has a lot of growing support. The preferential ballot really helps it out. But I've I've felt like the best director win would have been harder to achieve because I felt like Sam Mendes won everything. Um, so it's 1917 for 1917, yeah. which you know would have been a solid win as well. Like mm-hmm. 1917 was excellent. Um, but when Bong Joon Ho won best director. I was just like Parasite just won Best Picture because wow. I figured if any if there was a split it would be 1917 for Best Director, right? Parasite for Best Picture. But then I was like, wait, if Parasite wins Best, it's gonna win Best Picture. Wow. Like this is it. Like this is it. Um, no, I think I think it was a wonderful ceremony. Oh, and did you see their Best Picture win? The speech they gave. I did see the speech. Oh, when when the microphone lovely. went down and then as if it was over and the entire audience was like shouting, yes. like turn the lights back up. It was very cute. It was so cute, and I just think it's wonderful. And now there is a uh, foreign language film that has won Best. It's Picture. crazy that this is the first one. Yeah, like, truly. Yeah, and was the only other nominee uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Is that foreign language? No, no, no. There, there were there have been other, other foreign. Oh, and Roma. Pictures. Yeah, and like Roma and everything. Okay. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon though came pretty close to winning this. Like wow. that was it was that was a year where it was like unpredictable what would win. What won? Uh, Gladiator won. It was very uh. much a three way race between Gladiator, Traffic, and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm, Dragon that year. Right. Um. So. So yeah, it's it's really exciting. I'm very very excited for them. They seem like good people. And we're. Oh, and you, if you were to have voted, would you have voted for Parasite for Best Director and Best Picture? Oh, there's nominees, yeah. Yes. Of course, okay. you know, everyone knows my heart belongs to The Farewell. I know. Um, but Which you know. is now on Amazon Prime, so I need to watch it. I know, that. it's for free. My brother watched it yesterday, and he liked it, and my brother does not like any movie, so if he likes a movie, that means it's great. So all everyone, right. Everyone see it. It's next on my list. Yeah, exactly. And I thought the speeches were, were all good. And, yeah. You know. It was it was a nice it was a very nice solid ceremony. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm sorry I missed it. Were any of the musical performances did they knock you out of the water or were they uh, all pretty fine? They were fine. They were okay. good. <laughs> like, like, you know, uh, I thought Billie Eilish did a nice job. I heard her. Oh, saying she did yesterday do a lovely job. Yeah, memoriam. Yeah, the presenters were all good. It was interesting because they didn't have a host. Um, they had like presenters to present right. presenters. Yeah, that's so it's kind of like. Okay. <laughs> sure. That's a little bizarre. Um, okay. Well, since we've done that rundown, are we ready to jump into news for idiots? Let's jump in. Let's There's jump. a lot of news. That's There's been, so uh, much. 10, 11 days. I know. I mean, I'm going to probably skip over the oldest, oldest of it. Sure. Um, but here we go. Something new today that I'm just seeing. Apparently, Adele officiated a wedding um, of her friend Laura Dockrell this weekend. She also sang before entertaining guests by getting on stage to belt out several of her hits, including Rolling in the Deep, as well as uh, Candy Station's Young Hearts Run Free. Don't know what that is. She sang Rolling in the Deep at a wedding? I guess. <laughs> yes, he could have had it all, but I guess he did have it all because you were married. Okay, I don't know. Sure, there's a way we can twist that. Yes. She then announced to the guests that they should expect her album in what month, do you think? Oh, my God. Is it going to be like summer? No. Oh, is it winter? September. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting. You know, we were promised not... end of last year. There could be worse. I mean, I get it. You're Adele. You want to go Q4. I mean, September is not really when mm-hmm. people are buying Christmas gifts, but when Christmas rolls around, 
there's the time for that. It'll is this in time for new. the Grammys 2021? No. Well, I mean, oh. if the so this cutoff, is the beginning. Yeah, so it would the, be the beginning. It'd be oh, like wow. how when Taylor used to release things at Q4, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I want to have all these singles be hits for the next okay, year. So this album's on your mind when you're voting for be, it. But because I guess you don't have to worry, like, it's going to be a smash hit. Exactly. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do well. It's, right. And 25 came out, like, October? Right. Like, came That's out in the true. beginning of the, the, the cycle. cycle, whatever. Um... I just, I just was expecting this like in weeks, and so the idea of waiting for like several months for this is hurtful. But at least we have a date now. We're not just grasping at straws. Yes. We're not just like taking things out of the ether. Um, so that's good. But I want it now. You know. What are <laughs> oh, you do? speaking of pop music that we haven't discussed yet, I know you haven't listened to this because I asked you, but the Pussycat Dolls react is the best song ever <laughs> oh i this isn't you're giving me moments it's not i okay. have i mean so many things have given me moments in the past couple of weeks but i just stomped around london <laughs> <laughs> as if i was nicole scherzinger with that song in my headphones and there are things about the song that i wish could be better like there's there's a weird dropout of all of the music which you know some songs kind of do but they do it twice and it's not even like oh twice yes they mm. do it twice and it's not even like oh everything drops out but there's like a reverse symbol to bring you back in it just sounds like oh did my earphones get disconnected <laughs> i don't know so i don't love that but i just think melodically sonically the visuals that music video all that water the music video i saw the uh, clip of the music video where it's like they're they like flip their butts up in the air and <laughs> yes. it's like oh Yes, uh, it's the, yes. now's the time, <laughs> and I'm just thrilled about it. And so I just think between the Dua Lipa songs and um, this React, I feel like maybe 2020 is the year of up-tempo pop music yeah, again. Yeah, happy pop music. I'm just ready. I'm ready for like a careless, happy, carefree, let's throw our hair around a little bit, disco up-tempo moment. And I feel like between Dua Lipa and the Pussycat Dolls, who are bigger in the UK, I feel like. England's leading the charge there and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I was just there. Well, they're all about their groups in England. Yes. Still. And they love a group and they love an up-tempo banger and so I'm happy to hear that pop music is going in that direction. Again, I have famously gotten more okay with Billie Eilish as the like life has gone on, but I need I need some tempo. <laughs> I need some tempo, like Lizzo said. Um, okay, next news item. So, Wendy Williams. Yeah. (laughs) Who we love. We love a meme, and she's the queen of memes. She's been around forever. She has famously interviewed Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, in which both of the ladies kind of laid into her (laughs) a little bit. And she's had quite the long and storied career. But she... Recently on her show, yeah. she was saying something about gay men. She was, uh, she was saying, "Who's celebrating Valentine's Day with their with their girlfriends?" And okay. a couple of guys in the audience raised their hand because there are homosexuals in the audience, and we mm. celebrate Valentine's Day. Of course, Day with and our of gals. course, there are homosexuals in the audience because that's the Wendy Williams show. Yes. Like they're your target demographic. Yes. And so Wendy Williams was like, "You can't celebrate Valentine's Day unless yeah, you're, you're a girl. not even a part of this. You don't understand the 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 rules of the day. Don't care if you're gay. You don't get a menses every twenty eight days." You can do a lot of what we do, but I get offended by the idea that we go through something and that you will never go through, which is like, okay, this is a lot, but like, fine. This is a lot for a holiday that isn't even real. Yeah, this is not a real thing. This is not even a real holiday. Like, you can't make up, you can't have these strict rules, okay? Exactly. But then, of course, she goes on and says, and stop wearing our skirts and our heels, just saying, girls, what we do have, uh, what do we have for ourselves? Looky here now, gay men, you'll never be the woman that we are, no matter how gay. And it's like, 
really? Yeah. We're going to be getting fashion advice and like on how, on how to dress from Wendy fucking Williams. <laughs> I don't think so. It's just like, obviously like this bit had to have been planned. Like she knew that there would be guys in the audience and she like, she prepped what she was going to say. It's like, how could you not know that this would read as very, very much homophobic I don't and, tra- think and she, transphobic? I don't think she prepped this. I really? think this I, is off the cuff because no, that entire room of people would not be like, yeah, say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she just like got an emotion and wanted to express and thought she was chatting and thought what she was saying was in any way valid and non-offensive. And it really, really, really wasn't. Um, so she came out and apologized mm-hmm. and had a long message I didn't watch. But <laughs> apparently she is. Ap- I actually I did watch it, but it didn't feel so much as an apology. I don't know. It, it didn't hit me as like, oh, this is really thought out and well worded. It just was like, you're kind of almost skirting the issue. No pun intended. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It just, pun. Thank you. <laughs> so it didn't. I don't know. I didn't love that apology. I didn't. I just think it's like I feel like Wendy Williams is also historically very misgendered often by people mm-hmm. that want to make fun of her the joke is like call her a man and so I'm sure she doesn't like that and it's like maybe you understand the idea that people would not like to be put in little boxes and told that the way that they're appearing is unpleasing to someone else because yeah. it's like I don't give a fuck what you think about what I'm wearing and what I look like and who yeah. I am because or like is- the fact that like you will never be a, a girl because XYZ yeah it's or, like don't do that especially for Valentine's Day it's, it's not, not real, real. <laughs> it's not Valentine's real. Day is barely real I know and neither are real <laughs> but Valentine's Day especially I th- didn't it, wasn't it made up from Parks and Rec like I think it's I from a TV know. show all I know is every February 13th um, my uh, high school friends my group of girlfriends yeah. it's like eight of them and it's seven of them and me and every February 13th I get a text message from all of them being like happy Valentine's Day happy aren't Gal- they all married <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh but you know, but, you know. I, I thought it was like a, we're single and we're together girls oh I don't know if you have to be single oh I think it's just like oh this is the day we celebrate like our girlfriends do you respond like, in the of thread of course I do okay. I'm like happy Valentine's Day because you're my gals and like Wendy I'm included on that text thread and I trust them more than I trust you so. hey you, you don't trust Wendy Williams implicitly I, I know sorry. believe she's the you know the Kamala Harris I, of our time I trust my three Amandas before because <laughs> there are three Amandas I, hey if you're in a friend group and there aren't three Amandas oh, I don't I, think you're doing it right I, I graduated high school with like there were like 340 something kids in my graduating class. Uh-huh. There were legit like 30 Amandas. Really? Oh, there Why? were Amandas. Uh, because that was a big name in the uh, year we were uh, all born. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year you know, was 1999. that? 1999. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, I don't think I had that many Amandas. Oh, a couple. A lot of Amandas. Um, in I, New Jersey, I guess. Is we had, I always found it strange when I went to this, going to school. We had two Lawsons. That's strange. Two. Well, I mean, that's, it's, you can't, you grew up in the South. So <laughs> it was, like, yeah, Southern white boys, yes, but it still was like, Two Lawson. people named Lawson. Yeah, that's a stretch. That's not a name. Anyways, <laughs> um, in news for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> film of the year, mm-hmm. Parasite could never. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog, giant hit. Yeah, certified fresh mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it fresh? Yes, it's fresh, bitch. Wow. It's smashing at the box office with a sixty-four million plus opening weekend. How fresh is it? <laughs> we can look it up. Like it's what fresh. is that number? Look, it's fresh enough. It's fresh enough that it is not rotten. Okay. And I am just so excited to see this movie. We all know I love a video game. And I would say Sonic was second to Mario, my favorite video game characters. And the fact that they've done a film adaptation that is a hit and fairly good and fun. And Jim Carrey gets to be wacky and zany in it. I, I think we love 63%. Oh, how fresh. <laughs> okay, girl. Like, we're not in the hey, 70s here. It still counts. It's fresh. a kid. 
kids movie. I'm and sure it's cute. I'm sure it's fun. The audience score is 95%. Okay, cool. Right. I don't trust audience scores at all whatsoever. <laughs> it's like the people's choice awards. It's like, oh, thank you for this appreciated, but like you're not real. Um, <laughs> I've said that and then you said I was being a bitch for saying that. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So, I mean, they also like had a chance to like Re, like a whole year and to like redo everything. It, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they tweaked some editing here and there. It wasn't like, a well, full like, year. Well, we have time. It was supposed to come out in November, and after that first horrific trailer came out, they redid the Sonic animation and pushed it back to Valentine's Day. Which you know, I'm not someone who thinks everything is fake, but I do wonder because that the the first trailer in the version of Sonic was so bad. <laughs> like maybe they were just trying to get press and like have people talking about this movie. I mean, good for because it makes them look really good. Now they have a Sonic that looks really great and fun and just like the old cartoon. And it's just like I don't know if it was planned. Someone's a genius and needs a race. Yes, <laughs> because there's no movie this year that I want to see more. <laughs> like I'm Whoa, so excited. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, cool. What other movies are even coming out? I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> What other movies are coming out? I've this seen Devos. I've and I can't wait to see it again. It's a great song in it. Can I call, say the title of the song? No, not okay, yet. All right. We'll take an announcement. <laughs> all right, I'll wait you for it. But you can whisper it. No, I'm not going to whisper it because then people will hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I won't say it. But it, okay. that song is currently getting produced. The first version I didn't like. But <laughs> <laughs> so if they're, if you're only hearing a version that I produced, it's because we didn't find a new version that was better. But either way, the song is great. Song the film excellent. is excellent. Film is. They're both excellent. So, Guys, we produ- if you think the podcast is great, oh, just, just wait. fucking get ready. Just wait. It's going to be the Sonic of the summer. Of the summer, <laughs> yeah. It's taking forever to happen. <laughs> but and, it's but here. when it comes out, it's going to be worth it and here. get a higher audience. Then I'll like the audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yes. Because it'll be 100%. Okay, all right. Um, so did you listen to the Justin Bieber? Did you realize the Justin Bieber album came out on no, Friday? I did not, no. <laughs> well, he released an album. I saw on Twitter that, uh, sorry to interrupt this, no. but I saw on Twitter that was like Justin uh, Bieber's uh, Believe uh, peaked at Billboard 200 and everything, and it was celebrating the anniversary of Believe and like yeah. when it peaked 200, and I misinterpreted that as this album mm. uh, was... Peaked at Billboard Hot 200 as number yeah. one, and I was like, "Oh well, you know, it's it's number one and everything." And then I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is his old album. This is his old album." Yeah. So we don't know how well this is going to do. I don't know if there's been any um, hits daily double predictions for the album yet. But I truly started listen, trying to listen to the album in the car the other day and had to turn it off because oh, it's no. very samey. It's like if you like Yummy and that other song Intentions, I think that he put out are like the most exciting and up tempo songs on the record, and it's wow. like Selena won this. She really did. And uh, Charlie Puth uh, posted about the album um, Mm -hmm. and he made a post and talking about I don't usually do this, but changes by Justin Bieber's out now. I had nothing to do with this album, but I generally am a huge Justin Bieber fan. I have been since 2009, blah, 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 blah. And uh, goes down. He talks about how it's mixed so well. And then there's a sentence that was kept in the caption that was Justin, you asked if I'd be okay to post this, but I really was going to do it anyways. So Justin has been reaching out to celebrities, asking them to post about his album on Instagram. He just just has become so so desperate like ever since that song did not go number one he's just really trying to keep up this like chart success i'm a superstar thing and it's like we were very here for you with the what do you means and the sorries but like i'm not accepting bad music from you sir like you're a little asshole like if your music's excellent i'll get on board but i'm not like i just i don't 
Yeah, it's not happening. And, but it's also kind of just like, Justin, you don't need to do this. Like, okay, if the album's not good, well, that, you know, whatever, everyone has a, a flop album here yeah. and there. But like, you don't need to, like, you're Justin Bieber. Like, don't do this. I like, mean, this is. It's ugh. also like what we're talking about. No pop star is going to be the biggest pop star on the planet forever. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just over a little bit for him and that's fine. It'll just be albums. He can put out things that'll like, you know, make him um, creatively fulfilled. But I don't see him, you know, headlining stadiums for this tour all around the world. Like, and that's okay. Like time moves on. People grow up mm-hmm. and it's like Sync wasn't popular forever. The Backstreet Boys still put out music and they're, it's not number one anymore. So you can just get on, get in line with them. Go tour with the Backstreet Boys. It's like a throwback thing. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, work with maybe different people have a Maybe. write a song for Justin Bieber I'm knock okay. on his door be like Justin I got a cool song for you I'm all set okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure if Justin Bieber was like hey Matt Palmer you want to write a song for me I mean like, yes. I would but I, I I'm not uh, there are people that higher on your list yes higher okay. on my list who's the number one on your list Mariah I'm, okay <laughs> after Mariah who could I write a song for um I don't know. Selena would be tough because I like no, yeah. no shame. You, yes, we know where you're going. <laughs> you could write a song for, I could. for uh, Dua Lipa. I yeah. Feel, I she could. has a bit more of a range yeah. for me to work with. Okay. And, the, <laughs> and you I love, love like, an up-tempo, I poppy, love, sugar, sugar to the I ear. do, and that's very much her that's these what days. she's doing. So I love that. Um, Have you heard about this? I'm confused about it. TriStar Pictures lands NSYNC superfan movie from producers Lance Bass and Cindy Cohen. Apparently there's going to be a movie uh, that is about a group of superfans who followed the group to their 2001 Pop Odyssey tour. The fans followed the group in a Winnebago and uh, bought with prize money from The Price is Right. The film is described as Girls Trip meets Pitch Perfect. This sounds great. I, mean, <laughs> I have no idea I find what you confusing. Just said. I'm utterly confused. I love it. How do you? I mean, so it's about the girls. It's two, it's set in 2001. I assume is it a, based on a real true story? I think it. I think so. I think that's adorable. Um, I think that's a, such a fun. The music would have a major influence on the film, and it potentially could be made into a Broadway show. I don't understand why. Oh, they don't, I don't need that. No, <laughs> I don't need that. No. I feel like. This almost makes sense as a show on the West End or something. I don't. I feel like let's stop talking about the stage production. I don't want to see have a movie. I don't think it needs to be a movie. I think it's a cute. I think it's a cute idea for a movie. I don't know. I kind of because <laughs> it sounds so stupid and ridiculous and fun and I I'm into it. I don't know. With using like in sync music, like I, I guess so. Yeah. I think it's a cute idea. I don't know. I guess I'll keep. I'll look out for a trailer, see how we feel about it. But it's just kind of giving me like. Crossroads vibes, and if Britney Spears yeah. with star power couldn't propel that to a hit, I don't think this is yes. Do it. But with because this takes place in two thousand one, this takes it's place like in two thousand one. It's yeah. a nostalgic thing. It's okay. not like we're trying to be cool. It's like no, this is gonna be stupid and like okay. like Crossroads took itself very seriously. She had the music videos, singing in the desert. It was a lot. <laughs> and but I think this could be really fun. I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled, but uh, I'm unsure about it. Oh, speaking of the West End, though, you mm. saw that I saw. And Ju- Juliet. At the yeah, West, did you like end. it? I did. It's very fun. It's very light. It also made very clear that like Britney Spears' songs are better than everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever they started singing a Britney song, it was like, yes! Um, there's a lot more Backstreet Boys than I personally would want. I'm not a big Backstreet person. But again, it's Max Martin. Of course, they need to be heavily featured. Was um, the call in there? No, I don't think oh, that he wrote the rude. call. Oh. I, I don't know that he wrote the call. But the call is I mean, their best the song. Calls. The call is oh, 10 <laughs> the out of 10. Call is, 
Um, but I, I thought that this story was very much like, okay, we're really shoving these songs <laughs> in mm-hmm. to make a story. Of course. But it was cute and fun. It was very light, very fizzy, very bubbly. I don't know that it could transfer to Broadway just because it felt. No, especially with the with the Britney show really transferring to Broadway. Once it's, wait, upon a, oops, I whatever. That's transferring to <laughs> yes, Broadway? Yes, it is. It's playing, at the, uh, no. it's playing at the Marquee Theater, darling. That looked Awful. Okay. As t- what's it called? Uh, Once upon a one more time. Once upon a one more time. Okay. That sounded awful. As time has gone no, on. No. I'm no. kind of just like you know what the world's crumbling anyway. Put it on Broadway. <laughs> I, let's, let's get a musical number I, at the Tony Awards. I cannot believe that this is transferring to Broadway. Honestly. I, For those of you who don't know, it's the Britney Spears jukebox musical all about all the um, fairy tale princesses coming together. And if you couldn't hear my eye roll through the microphone, you just know that it happened. I just... there. I think there's a way to make it fun and make it work. If they lean into the ridiculousness of it all, then if they try to make any of it genuine, it's then... pre-Broadway no. run. My God, it's really happening. It's happening, yes. It's happening. Uh, We're going to have to go and... And uh, do a two-game match review on it. Uh, no, well, we can go like, see yes. Jagged Little Pill and talk about it again. Because I, I mean, may, prove me wrong. I would love to be proven wrong about this, but I feel like the best we're gonna do with a jukebox musical about Britney Spears' music is and Juliet, which is cute. What's and it fun. about? It is about. It's about um, what if Juliet didn't kill herself in the end of Romeo and Juliet and she like went on and lived a whole life and like William Shakespeare is weirdly in it as long with his wife and like mm-hmm. she's rewriting the story and okay. because they found the ending to be too sad and so and then they kind of insert themselves into the story of Rome, of Juliet and all of it and so it's cute it's fun it's light it's very light <laughs> and, of course, yeah. but it is fun I was smiling throughout I was a little tired during the first act because again you know jet lag but I got okay. like a, a coffee cocktail coffee Bailey's cocktail intermission mm-hmm. and then felt better about the second isn't half isn't it interesting you find in the west end that you have to pay for playbills Yes, and I they didn't. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I didn't. It was. It did look like a big, nice playbill, but I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not paying for this. Yeah. See, I paid for my Matilda playbill when I saw Matilda on the yeah. West End because I was. It was my last day in uh, Europe, and yeah. I had to get rid of all my cash. <laughs> <laughs> I was just throwing cash. Oh, I, I didn't like, even. Yes, I will take that. I didn't even get any cash. I, will, I was just yeah. like, you can take my card. <laughs> this can just. We'll do the conversion each time. It's fine. Yeah. yeah the the West End is. Different. Yes, I mean, my seat also was teeny tiny. Yes, I'm like I'm not. It's very squished. Gi- and like if I'm five eleven, I don't understand how anyone above my height would have sat sat in those seats. Like yeah. my knees were up against the railing. Like it was a mess. Hey, but you know the the British they suffer. For they their do. Art. You got to suffer for your art. Yeah. We learned. Um, speaking of suffering for your art, uh huh. Queen suffered. Queen Billie Eilish. <laughs> I still have not listened to this. Oh, song. you haven't? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she put out um, "No Time to Die," which is her song from the James Bond soundtrack, and uh, it's fine. It's very like it's a little bit uh, like what you'd imagine a Billie. Eilish. It's just like a Billie Eilish ballad that mm-hmm. has some Bond like guitar bass sounds in the back. It's cute and it works and is fine, but it's not like outstanding. And I feel like no one agrees with me on this, but the only Bond theme that I have lived through that I have loved is Die, die Another day. day. Listen, Matt Palmer, I was with a friend. Okay. A friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long are we going to do this a friend thing? A friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> And this friend's roommate okay <laughs> the, the french roommate was a heterosexual yes and both and 
they were they were talking shit about, about Diana talking Diana. shit about Diana. What did you say? I was like, no, you're wrong. Yes, you're wrong. and I played it and I danced around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your rebuttal, Just playing it and dancing around. But no, that song is great. I had no idea that people didn't like people Diana the other day it. because people feel like a Bond theme needs to be like a dark, moody ballad that like no, give me rem- slutty trash. Yes, give me a freaking electro bop, and yes. that's what it is. Yes, it- I like that whole Madonna album. What American Life? American Life. Hole is strong. <laughs> okay, Hole is strong. There are some there are some great on songs, there and are, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a very good album. I love Profusion. I love I love um ex- ecstatic process. Ecstatic process. Yes, oh, that that's one. Very that's like good. one of my top five favorite Madonna songs. Really? Yeah. Is Easy Ride on that album? I forget. I think, so. but I, I think it's that. her like most underrated album. It is great. Not like her top five best, but like no. I think the album's underrated. I mean, we all know that my thoughts on your Madonna listing and how you just hate music for no reason. I'm like, <laughs> music, the song is trash, and there's so many great songs on that album. I don't, I didn't get it. Don't I, tell maybe, me. Maybe I need to listen. Don't tell me it's fine. Like, don't tell I, me it's great. I don't, I'm like, don't tell me it's fine and works. No, like, and it's solid. It's a classic. I, I feel like it's like, that's such a time for me, like that kind of sound and like Janet Jackson's Someone to Call My Lover, like a guitar, electronic, like, but like electronic that you think is going to sound like the future, but the future didn't end up sounding like that <laughs> see I, I love that i feel like it's because in my madonna listens i like music came right after um ray, ray of light. Light. and that's so that's true. like that after ray true. of light everything is a disappointment that is true yeah so so my next story is another thing that was up uh as a possibility for giving me moments but i have never loved a basketball player more than i love Dwayne wade <laughs> And his <laughs> wife, Gabrielle Union. Oh, yes, yes. The way that they are supporting their young queer daughter, um, Zaya, who came out as transgender. And like then Dwayne Wade was on uh, Ellen's show and talking about it. And it was very he was very much like, you know, we have a child who's in the LGBTQ community. It is our job as parents to educate ourselves and understand what she's going through. She is going to be a light. It has to come through us only because she's underage. But I just know she's going to change the world one day. And blah. And it's just like. <laughs> the idea yeah. of this guy who has, you know, been his whole sports career, he's in such a hyper masculine environment mm-hmm. in which I'm sh- like, people, gay basketball players are afraid to come out because of the repercussions. Mm-hmm. And then he meets this wonderful woman, Gabrielle Union, and has, you know, has this child who is trans and he's just taking it on so beautifully and so well. And it's like, why are not. Every, why is every heterosexual man not Dwayne Wade? Mm. You know what I mean? Like you didn't. What's your excuse? You didn't like live through the NBA. You didn't grow up the way he grew up, and like he has gotten his mind around this yeah. and understands. So why are people so hateful when he? Can, you can just go out and educate yourself and support your children. To me, it seems so simple. And to see a heterosexual man understand that it's not so hard to educate yourself and yeah. support your child, like and to just be like, shut up, like, yes, everyone else, shut yes, up. Yes, like, like this is my daughter. I love her. He said, once Zion, our 12-year-old, came home. First Zion, I don't know if everyone knows, originally named Zion, Zion, born as a boy, came home and said, hey, so I want to talk to you guys. I'm thinking I'm going forward. I'm ready to live my truth, and I want to be referenced as she and her. I'd love for you guys to call me Zaya. When our child comes home with a question, when our child comes home with an issue, when our child comes home with anything, it's our job as parents to listen to that, to give them the best information we can and the best feedback we can. 
Hello. Hello. Like you made this person. Mm-hmm. Icon. I know. Icon. It's crazy how like he's living in this world, but with also like T.I. who like goes to check his. And then like, it's, it's like how. It's like, how, how did this happen? How is this the same year? Yeah. How are you guys living in the same time in the same world? And this is how one person reacts. It's like, I guess it just goes to show that some people are trash. Some people are trash. Because <laughs> you could choose to not be trash. I mean, it also helps that like, I'm sure Gabrielle Union is just like such a queen. Oh, of and, course. And just, and, you know, and it's being married to her for how many years? Like, right. you know, you become a, a smarter, and that's more true. wonderful And person. that's the thing. You should try to find partners that make you a better person. Yeah. Like okay. how Matt Palmer found me. And now look at him. He's living his best life. Anyways. <laughs> um, why did the, if the Oscars were so great, why did they lose six million viewers this year? Points might get Matt. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't Sets ask me. Sets all time low so, for ratings. Don't Guess care. they're going to cancel the Oscars. Truly don't care. I truly don't care. <laughs> Guess like, it's over. Guess movies are done. But the thing is also, like, even I didn't watch the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> live That's true. Year. You're part of the problem. You know, everyone was at this event that I was at, and, you know, we all had to watch the Oscars a little later. We had mm. to DVR them. Mm. So, but maybe people just don't care. Maybe movies are out. Do you feel like movies are out? Movies are not out. I don't know. Uh, you just said it yourself. Sonic made however many million. Yes. Well, Sonic's a king. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody has that. <laughs> no. And Parasite, we just made history with Parasite. Hey, yes. Renee made history by being incredible. Everyone, oh, I'm just going to go back to the Oscars. Oh, Everyone who talks shit about Renee Zellweger is a piece of shit. She is, the, you watch her, she's the, the most lovely, positive human being on the that planet. That speech. That speech was great. Loves that speech. Mm, I cannot believe mm, people are talking smack about her speech when Joaquin Phoenix was up there talking about cows. I mean, both of their speeches. I didn't watch Joaquin. No, okay. Renee, her Renee, clip that I've seen in which she's like, Serena, Selena. Venus and yeah. Serena and Selena. Like, yes. What Queen, are I'm you putting talking on, about? On a t-shirt. No, what no, 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 are no. you talking she about? She has nothing no, to do with talking. you winning. Stop talking. Boom. She is Get talking off about the stage. She, her movie was about how we take a hero like Judy. Her speech was about how we can find common ground and unity in the people who we idolize and who we find to be heroes, uh-huh. which is literally what the movie Judy is about. She was referring to the th- the theme of the movie. And then she had to discuss every single famous person oh, that came know, to she mind. Was names. She wanted to go on a little bit. Joaquin Phoenix talked about cows. And they, it's like, sure, veganism is great. I hope, you know, maybe one day I will be. My argument is not Joaquin's <laughs> speech was great. My argument is that Renee, wrap it up. Stop listing every Right. Her speech was just as long as anybody else's. Did she get played off? No, of course not. She's mm. Renee. She's a queen. I don't know. No, the only people who got played off were uh, uh, the, the parasite winners. <laughs> and the audience was like, no. All right. Well, I just saw a clip of that speech and was. Her speech was low. You need to impressed. watch the full thing because it makes sense. Uh, to me, it made complete sense. And I totally got You're it. You're the first person I've heard say that. That Well, everyone else is tr- <laughs> trash. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um, speaking of people misunderstanding things, did you see the, any clip of that Gail King interview interviewing that friend of Kobe's? I saw um, it for like a second. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't bad at all. Why are people so mad? Like, I get it. You're, it's very recently that Kobe has passed away, but she didn't ask it in like a super accusatory way. It's just like, when do you think it's time to discuss this allegation that happened against him, which he did have in his lifetime? Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, I feel like I'm his friend. It was It's soon for that now. And she was like, okay, let's move on. And people like are canceling her and Oprah well, about it. Well, it's because like people just see like the clip on its own and it, it makes it gives the impression that the interview was about that mm. when it's just like no this was a tiny blip in a, a much longer interview um so you know 
I just did you see the clip of Oprah being asked how Gail is doing, and Oprah's like she's not doing well. I didn't see the clip, but I (laughs) I heard that Oprah was like she's not leaving her bad and all of this, and Mm -hmm. it's just like. I don't know. It's Gail's job as an interviewer to like, You, I feel like other journalists would look down on her if she just completely ignored it and completely lionized him when it's like, yeah, there are some complicated things about his life as there will be for everyone. Not, you know, the specific thing, of course, but I feel like it's, it would be short sighted to not even make any sort of mention. And it's not like she drilled it in. It's not like that was the whole the interview was about leave Gail King alone is what I'm saying. She's yeah. just trying to do her job. She's trying to do her job. She's a journalist. Right. Is that so bad? Um, also, did you hear about this? I just want to talk about it because I find it confusing. Well, maybe not confusing. I just understand what it's going to be. Disney makes a Bruno Mars deal. Apparently, Disney, the platinum-selling singer, will star in, produce a, and produce a music-driven theatrical film. Okay. What? With his music? I, I guess. Is it new music? About him? Is it? I don't know. Questions. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. Um, the plot is being kept under wraps, but is remover, rumored to consist of mostly original music that Bruno will create and perform. Is it also, when they say musical-themed film, is it a musical, or is it like he is playing a performer or an artist? Like, And also, do we need to see a Bruno Mars theatrical film? Look, <laughs> if it's good, I'll go to it. <laughs> I mean, same. I love Bruno. For the, of the male artists that are out now, he is my favorite by far, but I just think this is kind of out of left field. It's like... I don't know. I, we haven't even seen like a theatrically released Beyonce movie. Yeah, that's weird. Right? Yeah. It feel, and I feel like. Oh, well, I mean, like, Beyonce's kind of just like, I don't need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I mean, we, we love Bruno. I hope it does well, but I just, I want to see more, more ladies. Okay. Well, okay. He sings high like a lady. I, and then that's the only kind of male artist I appreciate. Yeah, that's why you <laughs> love him. That is why I love him. I mean, Craig David's voice isn't that high. He's uh, someone who sings kind of low. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Ah, like you like little... me when I sing in the shower? Yeah. Me and my bar- baritoner range. You, you know I love a baritone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's anything I love. Baritoner, bitch. Would you call yourself a baritone? I would because like I have a, the timber of a tenor, uh-huh. but I can't hit the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hitting the notes is a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, but like the timbers, like like everyone's just like I'm in college, like the vocal teachers would just be like, would be like, you sound like you should be a tenor, but you're not. <laughs> and I would just be like, well. I can mix it and be like, you know, hot. You're like, go really high, yeah. but like in an annoying sound. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, we don't know what to do with you. That's and I was harsh like, well, feedback you're getting in college. Oh, well, you know, hey, the real world's hard. Hey, it's look rough at you out now. It's rough out Top there. of the world. Top of the world. Starring in your own film. Absolutely. Podcast, Two Game Mats podcast. Show. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people in the news for idiot section? Is there news that I missed that you want to I talk about? I don't think there is. Okay. I think you did a solid job. Oh, not very good. Just solid? Solid. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you do great with the email part. I so. won't. I'll be talking. I'll be <laughs> rambling. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with a second for more. Uh, we'll be back in a second with more Two Game Minutes. Bye. Welcome back. Welcome back. To Two Game Minutes. We are back. Yes. We're having a great time. I got some sparkling water. Got some sparkling water. Yes. And then I'm not pulling out that yell at you. I made fun of his love of sparkling water. Oh, well, you, I said I love sparkling water and you said it fucking sucks. So yeah, then I had a reaction. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, I thought when I came back you wouldn't be such a raging bitch. I know. And I was like, surprise. <laughs> it's <laughs> still me. It's still you. Yep. It's true. Maybe next time, maybe you should go on another, you know, maybe you should go on a longer trip next mm, time. Maybe. I have a whole myself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can have all the fun I want. 
Yeah, I bet you had so many ragers here. So, so many, many ragers. <laughs> ragers, orgies. Yes. Drug parties? Yeah, I think they're called drug parties. parties. Drug parties. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they're called. Yeah. Please don't do them. Yes. Um, and if you do, please get help and we support you and we love you. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so this is Email My Heart. This is uh, the section of the podcast where we take some of your emails, you guys email us questions and comments, and we read them aloud to you and answer some questions you might have. So mm-hmm. the first, oh, you can be a part of Email My Heart. If you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, to spell T-W-O. So this is a question from Joshua S- Oh, Josh from Joshua. <laughs> so this All is a right. question from Joshua. Yes. Uh, hi, Matt's fellow homo millennial here. And I was curious uh, what your thoughts were on Kylie Minogue. They say she is the soccer of pop divas. Massive everywhere but the U.S. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I, of course, know her, knew her smash hit, Can't Get You Out of My Head, from our youths. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I started to really look into her work and am now a full-blown stan. She is truly the showgirl of... Of show girls. So yeah, what do y'all think of Kylie? I also had a Kylie moment very soon after Can't Get You Out of My Head. Um, I started following her. Her album Body Language, which was the follow-up to Fever, which included Can't Get You Out of My Head, is one of my favorite albums. I think Slow, which is the I opening mean slow. track on that album. I was listening to music in my car yesterday on my, my shuffle of just, you know, regular pop music, yeah. and Red-Blooded Woman came on, and oh, I was like, God damn it. Great. God That is damn a great it. song on that album. I just think something about that uh, Body Language album always spoke to me, still mm-hmm. speaks to me to this day I've listened to songs here and there from her since then and albums here and there from like X I listened to I think I listened to Aphrodite and like those were good and have great songs great moments Um, but there's something about body language where Mm -hmm. I'm just like this is if I just felt forward thinking it was a little darker it was a little bit more mellow but still kind of disco inspired uh, but I really love that album and I love her as an artist I feel like there's not what bad things can you say about Kylie Minogue yeah you know? and I did not listen to any Kylie Minogue until we uh, reviewed Kylie Minogue for our Patreon yes which albums did we review we reviewed uh, Fever Body Language and X okay yes and so if you would like to hear a more in-depth analysis of our thoughts on Kylie Minogue you can become a patron yes go to patreon.com slash 2K mats and there's a, a Kylie Minogue uh, album review video yes. on there just waiting for you. Oh, I also love um, Get Out of My Way, which is on that for Yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, just like Fever as an album as a whole is just a whole album of just like light yes. dance pop. Yes. There's nothing better. No, like nothing. On this planet. Yeah. So we love Kylie. We love Kylie. Kylie. Um, another email we got is from Aya. Uh, hello, Matt's. Well, hello. Hello, Matt's. Well, hello, Matt's. Oh, hello, Matt's. Well, hello, like Hello Dolly. Got oh, it. got it. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe we, should, maybe we should review Hello Dolly for our Patreon, maybe. and then you will soon get it. Maybe. Um, it's your fave Harry Styles, Stan Aya again. I want to ask you guys how you feel about reviews of albums slash movies slash plays, etc. Do you read them? Do you have favorite music, film, theater critics? What place, if any, do you think reviews have in today's world? I personally think they're very useful as historical documents, like how to work, how the work was viewed in the context of a time and place, like West Side Story getting extreme mixed reviews when it first came out comes to mind that's a great question it's a great question um i think because at least for the music part of things since we do reviews and like talk about albums i generally don't read or listen to or watch other people's reviews our opinions are the only ones that matter a our opinions are the best and b (laughs) i don't want to get like tainted by someone else's thoughts of something Mm -hmm. while i'm giving my thoughts so i don't do that i do i'm 
constantly look back at like reviews that Mariah got like early on in her career and just, just to see them be furious and like try to look up these old people and like, oh, they're dead. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How All dare right. you? Like, like the way that people spoke about what she was doing at the time. Cause I feel like now journalists have a reverence for her that was always necessary. Mm-hmm. But at the time when she was coming out, she was not respected in that same way. And it made me very upset. So mm. I agree with Aya very much. And I like them as historical documents, like yes. seeing what was big at the time compared to what wasn't big. Maybe something wasn't big at the time that is now huge. It's, it's the reason why I love the Oscars and I mm. love award ceremonies. Cause it's, I love seeing the timeline and the patterns. And I love seeing how, you know, something that was huge, huge and critically acclaimed in the 80s would go nowhere near a best picture win right. uh in like in 2020 you know so i i i like reviews and stuff like that for those reasons yeah. and it's always interesting to hear what people say especially people who are knowledgeable on the topic right. you know like movie critics they know about cinema they, right. they know about the hopefully they know about they know what they're talking about but then you get some reviews that's kind of just like okay you're just <laughs> annoyed you just have a closed mind right. <laughs> and, and I, you like what you like. I also think one thing is I have a lot of respect for reviewers, even if though I don't like engage with their content so much these days. And I always feel like a little perturbed when artists like clap back at people who are reviewing their yes. art. And it's just like, that's their job. That's their and job. don't be like, if you've never made an album before, you can't give your opinion on my album. You don't know what it's like. It's like, it's literally my, like we are the public. It's yes. our job to give us our opinions on your exactly. album. So because we are consuming it, we are buying it. Right. And like, it's your job to like be the best that you can be and to take this criticism, either, either take it to heart or, or don't. don't, or don't, or don't engage yeah. with it. Like you absolutely have the option not to watch or read that review but to be like I'm the artist and everything I make is perfect and I should hear nothing else about it is so that's not how it works. that's just not how the world works at all yeah so, so it, with reviews I'm just like I like them but you know you have to take some of them with a grain of salt exactly you have to pick and choose which criticism you trust and which criticism you don't trust like which you're going to take to heart and everything and then it's I your agree. job as the artist to move on <laughs> you've got to move on move on I, stop I, worrying if your vision is new is that from Let Hello Dolly? Make that. No, it's from Sunday in the Park with George. <sighs> yes. <laughs> and, and another fun question. Aya also asks, um, if you would cast each other in a musical, who um, who would you pick? If you had to cast me in a musical, what would it be? Or wait, if you had to cast each other in a... Yeah. 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 Um, if you... <laughs> No shade. Okay. <laughs> Please, I'm a character actor. The weirder the character, the oh, happier no, I am. Oh, no, it's not weirder. It's not that weird. I feel like if you... Could hit the note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you'd be a great Jack. Uh, I can, you know what? It's just those F sharps yeah, and giants in the sky. That's just my break. You got to get them. I personally think I'm more of a baker in Into the Woods, though lately I've been relating more to the witch. <laughs> um, I, I think everyone's like, oh, you'd be a great Jack in Into the Woods. And I'm just like, no. I'm, but you're, I'm but the baker. The baker's <laughs> like a leading man type, isn't he? No. the A leading man type? I no, think of him he's, as a, the, he's, he's a quirky guy. He was played by Chip Zion, uh, James Gordon, the baker. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to play the witch one day. Anyway, okay, that, so that I could see. <laughs> <laughs> that I could see. Um, Matt Palmer 
is always telling me if he were in a musical, he would be Cole House in Ragtime. I'm like, darling, that's a baritone. <laughs> I can I can fake baritone, darling. Uh, uh, but there there's no. I tell him all the time, there is no better role for him in the musical theater canon than the Scarecrow in the Wiz. <laughs> you can I all mean, see him I mean. as the Scarecrow in the Wiz, I mean. singing a Born the Day Before Yesterday, or You Can't Win, whichever uh, <laughs> version of the Wiz you want to use. You can't win. I love. Okay, I like Born the Day Before Yesterday, but it's mm, fine. Well. But yeah, Scarecrow and the Wiz. Don't you want to follow in Michael Jackson's footsteps? Anyway. <laughs> yes, we're not we're not touching that. <laughs> um I accept your casting. Yes. Um, well, great. Is that it? So we, oh, wait, I already forgot about the last moment of the show. I was like, oh, I think we're done. No, nope, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done. So Matt Steele, in the last 10 days, mm-hmm. I'm sure there have been several things that have given you moments, given you life. So you gotta tell the people what has given you the most moments in the past 10 days. So the Independent Spirit Awards are always the day before the Oscars, which mm-hmm. is interesting because they are the first big batch of nominees to come out. Like oh, that process is very long. I wonder why. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. Okay. Um, so they're always the day before the Oscars, and they're always a fun award ceremony. They pride themselves on being small and cheap, and oh, we're just in a tent, and oh, we do indie films, and da 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 da. They're in a tent. Yes, it's like a tent in Santa Monica. I like pass by sometimes when I go down to the pier. Like there's okay. the tent that's set up, and it says Independent Spirit Awards. And I'm that's like, cute. oh my god, <laughs> um, and I'm like, I always forget that I live in Los Angeles, and it's like, oh, these things happen next door. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, the Independent Spirit Awards happened, and they were very fun. The farewell. Surprised everyone and won Best Feature Film. Uh, and Lulu Wong's speech was wonderful. What were the other nominees? Oh, uh, oh, God. Like 1917 Paris? No, no, no. Oh, no. Because they're not independent. These, these are not independent films. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like stuff like Uncut Gems and, and uh, you know, other big named independent I films. would imagine The Farewell was up there, it, it definitely was up there, but I think more people were expecting like an Uncut, Uncut Gems, Gems win. Okay. Um, and also, Chow Zhuzhen one best supporting actress over J-Lo and Hustlers. And it's like, yes. Wow. Well, I mean, not that, you know, we love J-Lo, but like, right. we're all about Jow. Yes. Like, let's go. But that was like, those were wonderful wins. But at the Independent Spirit Awards, I don't know if okay. you saw this, there was a, a comedic segment um, that featured the Gay Men's Choir of Los Angeles. Oh, I did see this. <laughs> um, honoring all of the... Uh, homosexual moments in movies that people would not <laughs> generally like notice as being homosexual moments. Right. And it is the best thing I've ever seen on an award <laughs> show. It's just first of the first half of the song is just naming a bunch of random moments in movies like uh, the Guggenheim rejection letter and the farewell and like <laughs> Renee Zellweger's press tour and stuff like that. And the entire second half of the song is all about everything Laura Dern did in Marriage Story. Like, just like, Laura Dern uh, kicking her heels up on the couch, Laura Dern ordering a kale salad, <laughs> Laura Dern dressed slutty in court, just all of Laura Dern. And then the it's like, the, it turns into this big musical moment where, what's his name from Glee? Alex and Newell. Alex Newell enters just riffing Laura Dern's name <laughs> over and over again. And just the pure, genuine joy and of Laura Dern and her just sitting at the table losing her shit. Did she not know she was a gay she icon? Knew, she, she probably she knew she was a gay known. icon, but just like she is, her reaction is just so genuine. She's losing her shit at the table. It's so funny. Gay men need to be in charge of every award <laughs> ceremony because we are the only people who really care about I, them. I mean, it's true. Like, not even all of us. Cause I'm not in that. I know he doesn't <laughs> care about it, but like it's, 
it was I've never watched a clip from an award ceremony more times in my life. Like <laughs> it was very fun. I watched it. I over watched and it and I was like, okay, because initially it was sent to me and I was like, oh, three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but then I did sit down and watch it and I was like, okay, this is great. thrilling. It was Loved very it. very fun. Yes, um, that's a great one. So um, in my travels, mm-hmm. we all know that uh, I was on airplanes for a very long time mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I downloaded a lot of television and uh, some movies to watch but more television because you know mm-hmm. I'm more of a TV head myself and uh, just finished The Circle this morning and that was good <laughs> it was <laughs> I think I liked it I, I was one of those things I couldn't stop watching it yeah you're just like I'm a, I want to know how I want to know how this ends but yeah. it's still I it was good um I also kept up with my Vanderpump my bachelor I had to buy mm-hmm. those from iTunes which was tough for me because you know I don't like spending oh, that no, kind of money sorry about that I know I'm sorry too um but there was one show that I think beat all of them in my travels and it was uh suggested to me by my boyfriend and it's a show on Netflix entitled sex education oh I hear it's great oh my God, it is so, so incredible. It's about uh, this kid, Otis. It's it's set in, uh, I don't know if it's London. It's somewhere in Britain. And um, it is about these kids who go to school. And for whatever reason, this kid, Otis, finds out, like, starts giving sex sex tips to his classmates. Mm -hmm. Like, he just has somehow fallen into it. His mom is who is played by uh, Jillian Anderson, I believe her name mm-hmm. is, the Scully from yes. the X-Files or whatever. <laughs> and uh, she's very, she is a sex therapist in practice in the show, but then he has, I guess, overheard or like lived in the house with a sex therapist for so long that like he can listen to these kids' problems and give them advice on how mm-hmm. to like make their sex lives better. But of course, you know, the twist is that he's virgin and so he's, this is all conjecture to him. This is not based in any sort of reality. And it's just the world of the show is so wonderful it's kind of like working class people in Britain and they're in high school and there's you know people of all colors people of all sexualities it's very funny it's like so so hilarious but also very heartwarming and warm I don't know it just was such a lovely watch and I powered through both the first and second season which I think just came out last month second season and they're both excellent like what great actors what great performers what great stories like I just I, I care I know you don't care too much but <laughs> I just <laughs> it's kind of giving me like an easy A vibe like kind of like he's deemed as this like expert on something yes. and really he has no idea. He has no idea. It, that part is similar. I think it's a little bit more um I don't know, a little bit uh, I loved EZA in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I loved Emma Stone's performance especially. It's her best performance on film. Um but <laughs> I feel like this is probably the writing's a bit better in Sex Education okay. and it's just a little bit I don't know, it's a little bit more impactful like story-wise. I just I, I urge everyone to give it a watch if you've not watched it already. It fills me with joy. I care about those kids so much. I'm invested in all of their stories and relationships. Yeah, you and gotta care about the children. I do. What I care. about the children? <laughs> it's I, I was honestly a little weird watching like kids who are playing teens like talking about having sex and all of this and you're like rooting for some of them to like have sex have like <laughs> you can masturbate it's gonna be okay <laughs> but I mean you know all the actors are of age so it's fine but it's a little sometimes I was like why am I like rooting yeah, for these like, children to have about, like, sex, children sex <laughs> but it is just really well written really well done it's so fun and heartwarming and hilarious so everyone should watch it so great actors all around. I feel like I could see them all doing amazing things in their career after this. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a little show 
that more people should be talking about. So. Okay, well, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm trying to bring light to it. I want to give it its moment, give it its due. I also did watch um, The Thing About Harry last night, which was a freeform gay rom-com that was like a Valentine's theme starring um, this guy who apparently is on an opening openly gay actor who is on Grey's Anatomy for mm-hmm. like its you know 90th season or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and that was fun and cute too. So everyone should watch that. I think it's on Hulu now. It is fun. It's cute. It's light. Um, and the guy, the love interest guy is just like insanely attractive. So it's, it has something for everyone. Love that. Yes. Love and love and that concept. Yes, yes. He's pan. So okay. Uh, man, I thought you. Yeah. I thought you for a second. I thought you were about to say he's pale. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Why would I say I he's pale? I, I was wondering the same thing. And I was like, oh no, pan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it was written by a guy who was an actor on Queers Folk. His name is Peter Page. Written and directed by him. And okay. so it's cool to see someone go from actor to behind the camera. I think he also created the Fosters and. Oh, the Fosters. My mom loved the Fosters. Hey, and the Fosters, you know, made a bunch of money. So yeah. good for Peter Page. Shit. Shit. So um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh what a God. time. What a time. I've so, missed us. I know. I I'm glad we're back. Yeah. We made it back. We did. Guys. They didn't say it could happen, but I knew we were back. Somewhere. I know. They said it would never happen, but yeah. here we are. It's like a reunion, like the Spice Girls reunion. Yeah. yeah. Except all the members this are is, here. This is like the 2007 Spice Girls reunion. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, like all together, but no dancing. <laughs> Because Victoria did not want to dance. Hey, I appreciated that about her. <laughs> that I did find that confusing at that show. I was like, oh, they don't dance either? Yeah. No, there was a lot more dancing in the reunion tour without Victoria. Mm, I understand. Yeah. Got it, got it. Um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back soon with another brand new 2K Mats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.